Welcome, friend. I hope you're well. You're listening to the Mr. X Dreams Podcast, where I regale you with stories of all things paranormal. Now, whether these stories come from my listeners, my own personal and family experience, or fictional stories from my own imagination, all stories you'll hear here are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. If you're listening on a rating-supported platform, like Apple iTunes, a five-star review would be very much appreciated. If you have a scary story of your own, reach out at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. And share your story with me. You might even hear it on a future episode. Now, sit back, relax, and spend a moment or two here in my world. I'm Mr. X, and welcome to my dreams. This episode is a part of a series of my older recordings I did for the Mr. X Dreams YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version, please excuse references to YouTube and subscribers and things like that. Consider it a relic of the past. If you're the type to prefer visuals along with your stories, I usually put artwork and motion graphics to go along with the experience. You can find those videos over at youtube.com by searching Mr. X Dreams. We'll talk again soon. Alright, hello there my friends. Glad to see you all here. A couple of people in the chat already. I know this is a really weird time. Totally different. Well, I don't even really have a schedule or any kind of expectations with you guys anymore. I've probably violated every last one of those. And uh, you never know when I'm going to show up now, do you? So, I'm showing up now. And on the line, you're going to see his beautiful face in just a minute. But I got my man, uh, Tony, from the Confessionals podcast. And we're just going to be chilling, talking about what our uh, current endeavors are all about right now. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update and stuff. And a while back on, um, I believe it was on Twitter, I mentioned something weird that happened to me, a sleep paralysis event. And I'm going to discuss that with you guys and Tony. And uh, we'll see see what you all think about it. I just realized I was checking my Twitter and I realized I forgot to do any kind of video or statement or anything about this thing involving a little um, onyx-colored baby that came into my room in the middle of the night and uh, bit me. It was... It was, uh, it was it was interesting. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But please give a warm dreamer welcome to my friend, Tony. You guys might remember a while back I did a episode of his podcast, the Confessionals podcast, available pretty much everywhere. And uh, here he is, not in the studio, but in his own studio. And we're going to chill. Here we go. You guys should be able to see Tony right now, and now you can also hear him. What up? up, Tony? How you doing? All right. Everybody's doing good. Um, periodically, we'll probably uh, be... I'm going to do my little chat greetings real quick, but people will be uh, asking questions and starting conversations and things like that, but uh, we're going to take it easy take it a uh, one step at a time so real quick sans serif bad vibes gamers are games are life swedish mom miss m madam raven 
Valerie, Lynn, uh, let's see here who we got. Carla, Springtrap, hello there my friend, glad to see you. Louisville Slugger, Brenda, John Paul, Scully, 13 Supreme, a couple of new, uh, new faces here. Joshua, and uh, yep, that's about it for now. Uh, make sure you guys leave a like on the video, by the way. Uh, I know I always forget to say that. So some of you already know Tony, looks like, uh, judging from the chat. Somebody's saying, turn up the sound. What sound? Yeah, I forgot to ask you guys about my levels. Where Where am I at right now? It's a little too too low. If I'm too low, let me know. Tony, let's see. Let, let's let's get some sound checks going so we're we can get on the same page here. Mic check one two one two. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, I could go a little bit harder on it, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't need to stun on him right now. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's my my voice tends to um, evade. <laughs> evade uh most forms of sonar uh, sound detection yeah that's you know yeah yeah I, I i produced your vocals for over an hour so i know how it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that that um i'll tell you man i was thinking about doing this uh this show with you today and i was thinking like about the show that you did with me and how we were talking about so many different topics and how we brought up the whole idea of uh, um, the Matrix. And mm. I was like, you know, you brought up how your nickname in high school was like Morpheus or something like that, or maybe in college. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like he freaking is Morpheus. Like the voice, <laughs> the, the bald head, the way he thinks, what he does, like he's Morpheus. Like you're literally the embodiment of Morpheus in real life. And <laughs> that's that was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. People started saying that just because of little things like me wearing sunglasses or being shaved head but it's like <laughs> i subconsciously molded myself into that over time and i i love it <laughs> dude like if you i think on my website uh on the home page i have like images scrolling and i think that your your episode that you did with me is one of the images that scrolls and when yeah, that's, i saw it I, like like honestly my artist like he he drew you, but he was drawing Morpheus. Like <laughs> I was like, he's he's everything Morpheus is. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. That that's one of the few actors if I ever met if I ever met Lawrence Fishburne who portrayed Morpheus and maybe him and Keanu Reeves are literally the only people that I would probably cry if I met them. And <laughs> I don't I don't feel like that about anybody, but it's just the what those characters mean to me in my heart is just ridiculous. Oh, snap, Sid. How, how are you doing, Sid? I haven't heard from you in quite a while. What's up, Danny, Sid? Danny, Brian, what is up? Yeah, Sid, there's there's a few of these people in, in the chat here that have been with me since, like, literally day one. And it's it's awesome to see them. Springtrap and Valerie, a bunch of people. Miss M, Sid, uh, let's see, Brian's World, a lot of people. Cindy, hey, Cindy, what's up? So, yeah, I, I'll tell I, you, man. I saw, I saw the website, by the way, it looks, it looks great. And oh, uh, for those, uh, those of you listening or in the chat, there's a, there's a link in the description of this video down to the, uh, confessionalspodcast.com and, uh, go check my boy Tony's stuff out. He's, 
man, some fantastic episodes of his paranormal podcast. And, uh, it's an, it's inspiring really. So check it, make sure you guys check it out. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I started this about two and a half years ago and, uh, you know, I, I actually, so every once in a while I stumble across something I did back in the day and, uh, whether I'm just looking for a certain episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did that this past week. I, I was, um, I just recently launched memberships on my website and, I, uh, I was looking for this one specific episode that I recorded years ago. Uh, that it was right after the, uh, Vegas shootings happened. I did a whole, uh, whole episode less than a week later after the shootings. And I actually interviewed two people that were there. And, mm. uh, then I did, but it all came together so fast. It was like a Friday. It was a Friday night. All of a sudden, like I had access and I did these interviews. I think the one was like at, um, midnight and then the other one was at like 1 30 in the morning and then i was like you know what i want to do this interview with this guy who you know helped me get this all together so we did an interview at like 3 30 in the morning he's in hawaii so it was only 9 30 at night for him mm-hmm. and uh, i was doing all these interviews and i was looking for that interview specifically because i never broadcast it and i thought it'd be really cool for the members to hear and when i was listening to the audio i was like man i've gotten a lot better it's just like Mm. over time and stuff you start finding your style and how you want to produce things and uh the progression it's just really interesting to see when you go back and look back at it all because i mean a lot happens in two and a half years i mean i put out a show every week you know like forever i mean i from the time i started this january 19th 2017 i've been putting out a show every week and so i have no idea how you do that well (laughs) it's crazy it's, it, it was, let's put it this way. When I started the show, I didn't have a kid. And so it was just me and my wife and mm-hmm. I could uh, really go hard. And that's what I did. I, I went hard, really hard on it uh, in my first year, not knowing if there was ever going to be a payoff of people that actually listen to it. But I thought if I don't try my hardest, you're never going to know, you're never going to get the full potential. And so I just spent countless nights up really late at night working on the show, trying to figure out how to build a podcast different techniques with, you know, who to talk to all the, there's so much stuff that goes in, uh, to content creating. Like, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's a never ending job. It's literally a full-time job. If you take it serious. I mean, some people mm-hmm. just do a hobby and that's fine. But, uh, if you, if like, if you're like, I really want to do something great here and I think I can, well, that's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> and so in the beginning it was okay because I didn't have a kid and stuff, but then about three months after I started my show, my wife says, I'm pregnant. I'm like, Oh, mm. everybody said to me, they're like, uh, how, how, um, your life's about to change. Everything's about to change. I'm like, how hard is it? I, I mean, I was like, nothing's going to change. I'm just going to have a kid and I'm, everything's going to be the same. I was so dumb. I was, so <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not your fault. You can't really comprehend of all that, that stuff, the way your life changes and the, every single moment of every day it's never going to be the same. It's you, it's not something you can envision until it happens, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm quite well aware. Brad is in the chat. What's up, Brad? Old school dreamer right there. How's it going, man? Yeah. What? Hey man, I was, I was looking at you. I'm looking at you on your, on the screen and right over your shoulder is an image on the wall. Uh, what is yeah. that like a baby clown or something oh uh and it's really creeping me out a little bit yeah the white one so yeah. uh there is an artist down in florida and um 
Oh no, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Brian. Oh no, I, I I haven't talked to him in a long time. But anyways, uh, he when I first started doing the stuff that I do, it all started with uh, my fascination and big with Bigfoot, and uh, I. I started a, a Facebook group called Pennsylvania Sasquatch Research, and it was just me thinking uh, if I could get like 20 people in this group that are interested in a topic like I am for Pennsylvania, maybe I could, you know, chat with them or whatever. Well, the group mm -hmm. kind of grew a lot, and uh, one of the guys that joined the group is from Florida, actually, and and he's an artist, and he does um, interesting artwork. It's like uh, he, he doesn't do anything fancy, but like he takes paints and just kind of like I don't know, does artist stuff with it. And hmm. I, I bought two of his paintings off of him because I really liked it because uh, Pennsylvania is really known for the uh, the white Bigfoot video, uh, Carbondale Bigfoot. And uh, I'm fascinated by the thing. I'm fascinated by the video and all the sightings that people have been seeing. And, uh, you know, so he sent me two different pictures. And it, there's uh, the one I just put that you, you see here. And I, let me, if you want, I can try to pull the other one off the wall and show you, which is my favorite. Okay, let's right. let's see it. <laughs> Pulsar, what is up, my friend? Arlene is here as well. Hello there, guys. Glad to see you all here. That's not going to work. Oh, no? I, I use double-sided tape, so it's oh, up there. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> You'll have to send me a picture of it later or something. Yeah, yeah it, it's really cool. It's really cool. And so uh, I, I don't really know where to put the, uh, the one that's kind of sitting on the back of the couch there, so I just kind of lean it against the wall. Uh, but yeah, I got some Bigfoot decorations and actually I have a, uh, oh, it's a plaster cast. Yeah. Um, this is actually, um, Paul Freeman. He's one of the most famous Bigfoot researchers. Uh, he, he died in 2003, but he really made a name for himself for some of the things he found. And this is a first generation cast of, um, of, uh, the, uh, one of his most famous casts, which has has the dermal ridges, you see the you can see the the uh, dermal ridges in the toes, uh, which you know leads to the authenticity. So, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Mm. I'm I'm not a huge collector, but I find little things here and there that I enjoy. That's really cool, man. That's it's that's such a different. I mean, down here in Florida, I'm sure there's some there's some type of uh, scene for that type of thing, but up north, especially with the mountains and stuff, I'm sure. It's a lot more of a rich uh, community of, of cryptid seekers and things like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in Florida, bro. Like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're always look out there looking for the skunk ape. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've I've heard that. That's the the Bigfoot skunk ape type stuff. For some reason, I just don't come across a lot of it down here. I mean, I or even internationally, the people that send me emails and stuff. That's like one of the rarest things for me to get. And people are always asking for it. So, you know, if you guys do want to hear about Bigfoot stuff, Tony's got a ton of it. <laughs> but for some reason, I just don't come across it. You know, yeah. we, can, we can help each other out that way, I guess. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I take what comes to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, the you show. Put that Bigfoot energy out into the universe and it comes <laughs> back to you. You know. Well, you know what? That's true. And, and I've been putting out different types of energies into the universe recently. Um, I've been really getting into UFOs recently. And uh, actually, right before we went live here, I got done booking a hotel. I'm going to be uh, raiding Area 51. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, oh, you know, my goodness. yeah, I, I, I've been really interested in the topic. Um, and it's just been a growing interest recently. Uh, just And not just because of what's been 
going on in the news, uh, even before the knuckleheads say that they're going to storm Area 51. But uh, because, like, the the idea of these things in the sky and where they could be coming from, whether it's, you know, uh, terrestrial or extraterrestrial, it, it's just fascinating because it leads to so many different other topics and uh, ways of thinking and, and what is mm -hmm. possible and what is out there and what does the government know that they're not telling us. Uh, and by me kind of, like you said, putting things out in the universe, I, I've been getting some people emailing me, just not a lot, not a lot, but some people where it's like uh, they want to share a story that when I read the email, I'm like, I tell my wife, because my wife runs my emails and um, she relays it to me. And I, I told her, I said, um, get that person in as soon as possible. Usually I schedule people and they're, they have to wait in line pretty much. But sometimes I, I make an exception and I'm like, uh, I'll interview them on a Monday night, Wednesday night. I don't care. I need to get them in now. And uh, I did that for episode 122 uh, was a guy, Charlie came on. And that was my biggest show ever. Um, mm. I was fascinated by the story. And uh, I was the Enochian uh, technology yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to him. I spoke to him later after that. You hooked me up with him. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I um I don't um I don't put out people's information a whole lot, and he's one of them where uh, it's it's a sensitive situation. So mm -hmm. I don't um if people have asked me to connect them with him, and I, I if they ask me, I ask him. But every I know what his answer is going to be. No, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk to him yeah. because you know it, it, he's in a situation where he can't really. Um, put himself out there uh, like that, but um, and so yeah, I which did. Which is which is even more. I'm, I'm even more grateful that you were, you know, you're able to put me in touch with him. Trust because I did a I did an episode with him for my yet to be released podcast, which is definitely not going to be once a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he we we did a really cool episode together with him him and I. So I thank you for that. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, I, I trust you, man. And so I, I don't mind, you know, working with people that I trust, but, um, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. And, um, and I think because of that episode, somebody else contacted me and I just did that interview on Sunday and it's going to release next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's an older woman. She's in her seventies. And, uh, it's funny because she scheduled this interview with us and I call her up at the scheduled time. And I, and I said, Hey, this is, uh, I don't really think I introduced myself. She answered the phone and she's like, hello. And I was like, Hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. And she's like, good, good. Uh, what's your name again? And like, she didn't even know my name. <laughs> and I was like, you don't listen to my show, do you? <laughs> and, uh, and, but she found my show somewhere and she liked hearing what I, I had to say about things. And she felt compelled to contact me. And mm -hmm. I think it was the, the secret military knocking technology episode that I did with Charlie that kind of prompted her because she has a very similar story, similar in vain where uh, she is in, well, she lives, I think, in Utah right now, but part of the year she lives in New Mexico with her husband. Uh, she can't live in New Mexico year round because of her health. And uh, But the property in New Mexico is on top of a, uh, a secret military, or I'm confusing my titles. It's on top of a, a, um, a deep underground military base, a dumb. And, mm -hmm. uh, she talks about the things that happened to them on the property, uh, the creatures they saw, uh, things vanishing in mid-flight, like helicopters, not UFOs, like helicopters just vanishing. Uh, you know, her, her husband got deathly ill, and turns out he had these rare parasites inside of him that they believe um, at one point somebody tried killing him. It's a very long mm. story. Uh, she 
she talked for probably I'd say about an hour to an hour and a half without me having to say one word. I told her, I said, you know, just I want you to share your story in completion and we'll talk afterwards. And that's what she did. Uh, but the, the interview itself, I think, went about two, two and a half hours. And uh, I, I got to produce it this, this uh, coming week and stuff. Or actually, no, today's Thursday. So this weekend and uh, get it ready for Tuesday next week. But it's going to be a really good episode. Hmm. I'll be sure to listen to that one. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Those those things are really good for especially when I'm, you know, I, I drive a lot. Well, not as much as you, but I drive I drive a little bit for work and it's a really, really interesting and sort of, I don't know, like it's therapeutic or what? I don't know. It's, I feel listening to your shows the way people tell me they feel listening to my show, you know, whereas like you put it on and it's, you know, you just listen to it yeah. and be intrigued. Uh, you know, that's what I try to do for people. Yeah. Real quick. I, I, I got to address some things in this, uh, in this chat. Okay. Real quick. Sydney says interestingly she hasn't been online for a while about an hour ago she had a strong feeling that i was going to be on online so she just jumped on and waited to see if i would be and then here we are that's interesting sid good i'm glad to hear that we still have that weird uh psionic connection that you mentioned years ago <laughs> now, let's see who else what else we got here that uh, let me see. Carla. Carla. Yeah, I said hi to Carla, didn't I? Dark Waters is in the house. Or D-Dub. What's up, man? Ago. Area 51 movement is a psyop. Don't go. Am I wrong for kind of hoping that some people do go? Uh, I would like to see what we can get happens. Into it. We can get into it if you, you want. Know, let's, <laughs> let's go there, man. Let's do it. Um, let's, let's go. I, so I feel like... I feel like it would be fascinating to see what 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 the reaction would be you know what i mean what do you think uh i think people are gonna get a shot <laughs> i think people are gonna get shot man. I, I don't i don't think so man because i i i can i can't imagine as 13 supreme says clap some alien cheeks <laughs> that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes that i that have come out of this whole thing so man. i'm 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 like i'm thinking there's no way that uh that the US military is just going to open fire on a on a yes, crowd of people. Yes they will, man. No, Listen. It's this is the age of the smartphone. Everything's going to the cloud. It's not going to happen. Dude, yeah. of course of course. All right, so here's the thing. Like uh anything that happens on September 20th is going to be uh publicized. Anything that happens. Mm -hmm. Uh I think that they are preparing for it now for, you know, a bunch of people to show up, whether it's going to be, I think at the, 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 whatever you call it, the event on Facebook that started it at all. Um, I think it's up to what, 2 million right now or something like that. So like not 2 million people are going to show up. I mean, you're, if you get 1% though of 2 million showing up, it's still a lot of people, right? Yeah. And, uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to take precautions because Area 51 is a really, really, really big place. I mean, it's not like just, uh, you know, your local, you know, little military base or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's This is a huge facility out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's not like where you could just hop off the highway exit ramp and you're there. No, and there's there's not like a highway leading to it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's these small roads and uh, 
it, it, all it takes is one, one person's car to break down. But uh, I think you're going to see the military go out to the borders and maybe even beyond the borders and to to try to stop and prevent something like that happening. But here's the thing, man. What happens if um, a, a, a big group of Antifa that's – let's just say we have 50 Antifa people. Uh, no, let's say um, – all right, well, let's just use this – no, because that's a bad example. Portland, uh, they're not actually doing anything about their Antifa people. Uh, I'm in Philadelphia, so uh, let's just say there's a, about 100 people, 200 people in, in Philadelphia that's that's riding Antifa. I'm just using that because it's a hot name right now, people doing stuff. And uh, they, for whatever reason, decide, you know what? We're going to storm the police department. What's going to happen? They're going to get shot. Uh, I mean, that's... It's not a good look, no matter what's going on, unless people are actually storming with, you know, weapons that, that like deadly weapons and that can actually do damage. Nobody's going to want to end mass start mowing people down, no matter who the people are. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a good look for anybody, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm in my head when I'm saying that I'm thinking people mm -hmm. are yielding bats and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I guess so. If uh, if people are just you know no weapons, they're just going in there and they're taking papers and throwing them in the air and stuff. It's more like, all right, get your get your fun out of your system now because we're gonna be making arrests because all you guys are on well, camera. Yeah, people it. are gonna be getting arrested. There's gonna be some huge pepper spray cannons going off all over the place. If people are gonna be there's gonna be gas flying everywhere, riot shields. But one thing that's not gonna happen is, a, you know, freaking just people getting mowed down i'm i'm sure of that yeah. mighty might uh let's see mighty might joe keenan randy aisha gina popped in here sasquatch chronicles is even here okay sasquatch chronicles says they are going to mow them down and have every legal right to i i highly doubt that i mean <laughs> just trust me that's this just not gonna happen uh lady rider what's up Hello there, my friends. LOA Blue. I like to greet everybody that pops in when I can before uh, before we get too far. I don't like people feeling lonely when they get in the chat here. Warning signs. Uh, okay, Sasquatch Chronicles saying, uh, warning sign says deadly force authorized. I don't think they put that sign for fun. No, they didn't, but for real, <laughs> it's, that's, it's a heavy stuff on on your own to to gun down your own citizens and i'm starting to think maybe we shouldn't be talking about about this so much <laughs> all right yeah. and yeah. i don't, I don't want to look silly after the fact if that's what happens who knows I, I don't know. anything could happen with the government these days yeah i so. well i just I, I just um i think that my closing statements i think area 50 <laughs> is a classified facility for a reason and not everything is classified anymore they declassified a lot but there's still classified things there and i think there are classified um things going on there currently and uh you know would your the, the question you'd have to i guess ask is would storming area 51 um do damage for national security you know and at what mm -hmm. point at what level? I mean, are we talking about, you know, a few secrets getting out? Are we talking about uh, now any country knows what we're doing technology-wise and uh, they can invade us tomorrow kind of thing? Like, what, what kind of level? So uh, I think it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's a bad idea. Let's just put it that way, though. I don't think mm -hmm. 
doing it is a good idea. It, but I, I heard that the guy who organized the whole thing initially, it was, it was supposed to be a joke, I guess. But um, he uh, he says now that he's gonna he's gonna show up that day just to see what happens. So I, mm. I think it's somebody who you know you're the creator of something. You just want to see it happen. What what yeah. it's and you know. You're, yeah, your baby. Good yeah. night, Aisha. Have a good night, my friend. Thanks for stopping by. And yeah, let me just unequivocally state, I uh, I don't recommend anyone go, and I don't want anyone to go. But if people do go, I'm going to watch it on TV. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. You know, I don't want anybody getting hurt or anything like that. Of course, you all know me. Uh, one of your guys in the chat room says, "Ask Tony about the static." If you're hearing static from me, I, I apologize. Maybe no, it's... no, no. I think that I don't think they're talking about that. I think they're talking oh. about something else. Oh, okay. Um, is there some type of like paranormal phenomenon called the static that you might have heard about at some point? I, not someone yet. Someone mentioned that. Someone mentioned that earlier. It sounds sounds kind of interesting, but I can't say I've heard of it. Yeah, I I do a lot of my learning from my guests, and so uh, as guests come with unique stories, I I start piecing things together, and uh, you know, it, after you do this for a while, and, and you've been doing paranormal stuff for a while too, like you start connecting dots on some things, and you're like, I've mm. heard this before, but it wasn't you know this, it was something totally different, and you start thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Are we living in a matrix? What? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it gets trippy. Oh yeah, I've I've connected a couple of dots in my time. Yeah, somebody said see the first the first time someone said that he said I just looked through the chat it said Tony have you seen the static? No. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but now people seem to be thinking that it was some kind of static. Maybe they're talking about the weird glitch in your you know, as soon as we start talking about Area 51 <laughs> Your yeah. your your face got a little bit glitched out. Yeah. I, I'm watching so, the I'm watching the video on delay myself, yeah, and I saw that like, reptilian look yeah. to it. You're not a yeah. reptilian, are you? Uh, not that I know. <laughs> I, I can check my birth certificate later. But <laughs> you're a sleeper. So. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what a reptilian would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe, like, they, like they're just waiting to, you know, say that that certain uh, word to wake me up, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm I'm a super reptilian. No, oh, yeah. Just remember, remember, I was nice to you. You know, yeah. if that ever happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to do my best, but uh, no promises for humans. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, by then, I I won't be. I'll I'll have uh, transcended beyond humanity by then. I don't know. Man. Hey. So speaking of beyond humanity, this the other day. Well, it's pretty much. It's probably like almost a month ago by now. I, I, I've been on YouTube so infrequently lately that I like, I just don't even remember when I say things. If I'll, I'll give people a, a hint about something that happened to me or just a little sh short summary and be like, yeah, I'll talk about it. But you know, three, four weeks go by and I forget about it. But, um, have you, I, I don't, I can't remember. Have you ever said that you've done that you've experienced sleep paralysis before? No, uh, not to my best, uh, re re recollection. I haven't, I mean, I've talked to lots of people that have, you know, said that they've, they've experienced sleep paralysis, but, um, <clears throat> not that I can think of. No, I've had, uh, 
which I just recently learned a term for. Now I'm going to forget it. Um, oh shoot, I forget. But it, it's like when you wake up and you just feel like you're a zombie and like you're you're mentally alert, but your body is like not awake yet, and you're just like I'm sitting there, like I can move my body, but it's like the nerves from my brain to my limbs aren't connecting on all 100%, and so it's yeah, just. Yeah. It feels like my body. I think it's called uh, sleep sleep drunkenness or something like that. Uh, I I've experienced that a lot when I was a kid, and it was That's just like terrible, I, man. Dude, I, I felt like that. I, and I you know I grew up in the '90s, and uh, you know I I was like, am, am I mentally challenged? I, I didn't I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was like, do I need to tell somebody this? I don't want to go away though. Like I didn't know what was going mm -hmm. on, you know. But uh, yeah, I haven't experienced that in a long time. But anyways, back to your experience. You your, know what? I, I think that, that that scenario what you're talking about is is like all it's like partial sleep paralysis because what what I from what I know about it is that you know when you're sleeping a certain your brain secretes a certain neurotransmitter or a chemical that paralyzes your body so that you're not acting out the dream actions that you're doing like you know how when you see a dog sleeping and it starts like it's running like if it's running in the dream it's running its body is running in real life but it's just laying there on the ground we don't do that because we have this chemical and when you're getting up when you're when it's time for you to wake up that chemical is supposed to be flushed out of your system in time for you to get up and start going throughout your day so if you wake up a little too early there's still a little bit of that paralysis chemical in your system and you feel like a zombie and you're all sluggish and all that stuff. But if you wake up or, or if something pulls you out of that unconscious state, like way too early when all of that is still in your body, then you have sleep paralysis. So mm. it, it, it doesn't, you know, you, you can't move and it doesn't, um, it, whenever I have that, I, I tend to sort of have hallucinations as well as not being able to move, which is even worse. So the other, oh, sometime earlier this month or last month, I don't remember when it was, I had this scenario where I woke up and my hand was sort of, my arm was sort of like uh, hanging off the edge of the bed, which normally that's not a problem, but, uh, today that day it was because i start hearing this like sound of like feet little pitter pattering of feet like a like a little kid and around the foot of my bed and this is like the fifth time i've seen some type of baby like creature come up to me during sleep paralysis it happens to me like all the time and it's never the same baby it's always a different looking baby type creature this time it was a look like a normal baby but bigger or like taller a baby that shouldn't be able to walk yet but it was walking and it was like taller than that age of baby should be but it was all it was like black like onyx almost like it had like a crystalline texture to its skin like imagine if you took sparkly black sand and put it into a, a glass jar that was shaped like a baby, <laughs> but that, that, that moves 
and Dude. it was it's like standing it's it's standing staring at me and i'm i'm like just staring back at it and you can you can't even really see its eyes it's like the the eyes were the same material as the rest of it it was like all, it was like it was just made of solidified moving like sand or something it's really weird and it comes up to me and it's like walking closer and closer to me and I can't move and my hand is just out like this and I'm just looking at this thing and it, it it comes up to me and grabs my hand and I'm like god no don't don't do this man and it like puts its teeth on my hand and just starts biting like crazy and when something like this happens to me all I can do is just like like moan or like make you know make some kind of noise and hope someone wakes me up and luckily that's what happened and but yeah i felt i felt the little like gummy bite of this thing on my on my hand it was not a solid it didn't seem like solid but it was it was painful it was a pressure like a kid like a baby biting you you know how a baby bites you right yeah yeah i'm sure you've been bitten by a baby hundreds <laughs> hundreds of times but like that imagine that but a baby's biting you so hard that it worries you you know where you're like if i don't stop this this is gonna i'm gonna be injured <laughs> like seriously it's not cute anymore it's this is like a giant baby made of stone or something and it's biting the crap out of my hand and yeah i woke i wake up and of course the thing is gone but i felt the pain on my hand it's, it's crazy you ever wake up with the actual marks on your body? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I have not. What What would you think if that happened, man? Like, if you if you were having like this 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 happen to you, and they like, say the baby's biting on you, wake up and you actually see the markings on your body, kind of mm -hmm. takes it into a whole nother realm for you. Yeah, and you know what? I I wanted to. I remember wanting to look at my hand. I don't know if it was too dark for me to see or if I just chose not to look at it. <laughs> but I, I was like, man, I really felt like there would be a mark on my hand, but I doubt that there was. I have no reason to believe that there would have been. But I felt like, man, that was really, that was a really hard bite, whatever that was. And I, and I was like, I almost didn't want to know if there was going to be a mark on my hand. But I, yeah, like I said, I have no reason to believe that such a thing would be the case yeah, and there was there was nothing i could do it's dark waters saying stab it shoot it kill it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, i couldn't do anything i i was totally freaking totally helpless dezombified what's up my friend yeah i i'll tell you man like i don't have i don't have those kind of stories happen to me i mean especially recently like i've been doing this show for two and a half years and it's been relatively quiet. I mean, uh, I think the other night my wife said that she saw a red light in her room that wasn't supposed to be there apparently, but she's still not sure if she actually saw it or not. So mm. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have that stuff happen to me. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, early on in my son's life, he was just born and, you know, I drive tractor trailer during the day. And so I got to sleep. I, I can't be operating off of too little of sleep, um, at least a few hours. And, 
he was sleeping awful. So what I was doing was I was sleeping on the couch a lot so that I could actually get some sleep. And the very first night I slept on the couch, I, I fell asleep and I had this very vivid dream of, um, somebody coming up the stair, my basement stairs. And I, I'm always, I'm always very cautious person when it comes to my house. Like people who know me know that every night, like, I'm walking in the house and making sure windows are locked, doors are locked, double checking. And I have this dream that I hear somebody like stomping up the stairs. Like they weren't trying to be quiet. Like they were just stomping up the stairs. And in my dream, I'm laying on the couch getting ready to go to sleep or I am sleeping just like I am. Like it was like a dream of what was actually happening to me in that moment in real life. And uh, all of a sudden this, this, what I thought was a person gets to the top of the stairs. They, they kick the door in. And the door flies open and this like static image of a person, but a very large, almost like the static you used to see on TVs when you were a kid, the old static mm. walks around the corner and I jump up and like physically, like for real in real life, jump up and I'm out of breath and I'm like ready to fight because I was like, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but it, it took me a few seconds to realize it was a dream, but, uh, that was very, very vivid and very, very real. Most of the time I don't remember dreams. I don't, I sleep like a, a rock. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that, that freaked me out. And what's really weird about that is uh, not really weird, but I guess I do have some things going on. Uh, when I first started sleeping on the couch, I would hear this tapping noise on the wall behind the couch. And it was just, it was like, it was weird because it was almost like rhythmic and it wasn't, it wasn't the, all the time. Like every time I sat down or laid down, I could hear it, but it was almost a guaranteed thing that at some point that day being on the couch, I was going to hear it. And I would hear this tap, 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 tap. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm listening. I'm putting my ear against the wall and I can barely hear it. When I put my ear against the wall, it was almost like I could hear it louder when I was just laying on the couch. Hmm. And so I, I would go down in the basement and uh, the way my house is set up is the, the couch was against the wall and then on the other side of the wall was uh, actually um, uh, the garage. And and then there's another wall that has that goes down in the basement. And so I'm like in the garage, I'm in the living room, I'm going down in the basement, I'm putting my ear against the wall and I can hear this. And, and I had Lindsay, I had Lindsay listen and she could hear it very faintly. And uh, that was right around the time I had that static dream. Uh, but to be honest with you, at some point it stopped. And I don't remember when, but it just stopped. And uh, But it was going on a lot, a lot, a lot. Like it was very consistent. And I, I still don't know what it was. I don't know if it was paranormal or not, but it was a little, it was a little freaky just because it, it was like a guaranteed thing. It was very rhythmic. And, mm. uh, you know, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I think it's stopped now. Now, now I'm gonna go downstairs after this this show, and I'm gonna <laughs> tap, and we're like, "Dang it!" <laughs> yeah, the, the the tapping's gonna be like, "Hey, you talking about me, man? That's how that's how we do now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess when I was doing an interview early on in the show, um, uh, I think it was probably episode seven or something like that. It, the show's called uh, the tree. I think it was called the the tree sprite or something like that. And I was talking to this girl, Casey, and uh, she was telling me this very haunting experience she she had her entire life. It's just this entity just follows her wherever she goes and torments, tor torments her and the people she's living with. And 
um, at the one point of the, the interview, she's like, whenever I talk about it, it doesn't like it and it, it gets angry. And just as she said that, now when I when I first started the show, I had a not a beard, a mane. Like my beard came down like halfway down my chest, and it was a big beard. And uh, I I had because I had such a big beard, and it was um I I, I kept it well groomed and everything. Uh, I, I had a little bit of you know notoriety for my beard in the beard world, and I had um I had different beard companies I'm so that do. Jealous. <laughs> I, I had different companies that, you know, do beard products, like, you know, anything for your beard, uh, sending me free product, uh, for me to do a review on. And I had a stacks of boxes against the wall in here and I'm doing, and they were sitting there for months because I, I just didn't have time with the show. And, um, I'm sitting here and I'm talking to her and she says that she's like, it gets angry when I talk about it. And just as she said that this stack of boxes just comes falling down. And I, I, my mic's muted. So like when I'm not talking my show, I mute my mic out so there's no background noise that comes through for things like that. And uh, I look over and she's still talking. She doesn't even hear because I, my, my, mute, my mic is muted. I look mm. over, I look at the floor and I'm like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, mm. I just try to ignore it, you know, and I, I, I picked the boxes up after the interview and uh, just carried on. But um other than that, really nothing is because people ask me, you know, what, you know, has anything really happened during your show? Like when you're interviewing and stuff, I mean, I've had EVPs come through, um, but, uh, while, while we're recording, but, um, uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. Hmm. I, I don't even know if there was a question with that. I just started talking. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, for somebody who has so much exposure to that, the world of people that do claim to have these types of experiences yeah you know myself included it's it's interesting it must be a an interesting um experience to kind of have a look into that from the outside in a in a way you're sort of yeah. on the outside as far as oh for personal sure. experience goes i mean i've had yeah. personal experiences nothing like <clears throat> most of the people on my show and um uh, nothing consistently throughout my life. I and mean, when I was a kid, I remember being spooked out by different things, like seeing shadows and stuff, like not shadows, like uh, shadows as in like a figure standing there right next to me kind of thing, but like shadow, like I see a shadow on the wall or on the ceiling and it's in the shape of a human, it's moving. Uh, and I just don't know what it is, but in, I'm a kid and I'm like, I just must be seeing things, you know? And I just mm -hmm. let it go. Um, but uh, when I was in college uh, and I, I was dating my wife, um, I met her when I was 18 and, uh, she went to school about an hour from me and ev I was, I was in love with this girl <laughs> and, uh, every day I drove up an hour to see her cause I just, I, I just was in love and, um, we were, it was a Sunday night and we were at her mom's house, uh, her house and nobody was home and we were watching some ghost shows on TV. And uh, that's when I knew I was going to marry her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this girl's cool. This girl's cool. But um, I after the shows were over, it was late. It was probably like 9 o'clock at night, and we had to get going to go back to school. But I was like, we should go down, go downstairs and look through some old family photo albums and see if we see any you know, ghosts in the pictures. And uh, so we went down. We started looking through different pictures and stuff. And while we're sitting there, I just didn't have a good feeling. Like I was just like, like, you know how, like 
all of a sudden you just feel like I'm not alone. You know, like mm -hmm. it's just, uh, well, I started feeling like that, but I'm trying to be tough and all that. So I'm just ignoring it. And I'm sitting on a couch and she's sitting on the floor going through the, the pictures. I'm just kind of like backed up a little bit now, just looking at them, feeling a little weird. And at some point it got so strong. I said to her, I said, I kind of feel weird like i don't feel comfortable right now she's like yeah me too and i'm like oh really okay cool i'm not crazy and uh she's like do you want to go and i said yeah yeah let's go and so uh we pack up her stuff and we get in the car and we drive away and when we're driving away from the house i felt i just felt like there was something still there like we're in the car and we're trying to be you know chill and stuff i just hmm. i personally felt like there was something in the car with me and uh i i got to um i got to her school and dropped her off and I always joke around. I, I, I kind of, and it's kind of true, actually. Uh, I kind of wish that I was hoping that whatever is with us would just stay with her at her college because I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I ain't trying to have this in my life. <laughs> like, this is not me. And so uh, I, I give her a kiss goodnight and, you know, I get back in my car and I start my hour drive back to school and um, I feel it. It's in the car still. And I'm Does she know that? <laughs> that oh, you were yeah, thinking yeah. yeah of course yeah I, yeah I, she knows everything <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah she, she i'm sure she can handle it she'll figure it out <laughs> yeah she was you know she's a smart girl you know I, i'm the crazy guy so i just wasn't ready for it i'm like you know what there's no ring on her finger yet so you know <laughs> themselves you know but oh, uh you know, I, that's another sidetrack. I always told guys, I was like, if there's not a ring on her finger, she's not worth going to jail for, guys. So calm down, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you see her next time she's freaking possessed or something, you just keep driving. Like, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but, yeah, oh, so I, I'm driving down to the school, and I feel this. And um, it, 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 I was I was scared. Like, I, I was really scared because it's probably the most real feeling I've ever had on, had on the paranormal side up to that point in my life. And um, I pull into the school parking lot, and it's late at night. It's probably like 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I go inside, and, you know, everybody's sleeping pretty much, you know, believe it or not. At, at my school, everybody was sleeping. It was a small Christian school, so it was like, you know, guys were just, you know, all about reading the book. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, there's this one guy up and I, I said to him, you know, I, I, can I talk to you, man? And it turns out I knew this guy uh, had a background with, uh, you know, paranormal type things. He used to be a Wiccan and so he would do certain things. And I, I felt like, okay, maybe I can talk to him about this. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I pulled him aside and we started talking and we're in the laundry room because, you know, his roommate's sleeping, my roommate's sleeping, and I would be in the hallway. So we're in the laundry room. And I'm telling him what happened that night and how I was feeling. And he's just listening. And I remember I, I, I was leaning my left elbow on the washer. And so the, to the, my left is the washer and dryers. And my, to my right are these windows spanning the, um, the laundry room. And I remember I, I, I was talking to him and just casually looked to my right out the window. And I see these two eyes looking back at me. And uh, hmm. I... I don't remember exactly the time of year, but I remember at that moment when I was trying to, when I was telling people, like, like I told my wife this, what happened and stuff, um, I I remember it wasn't, I know it wasn't like fireflies because of the time of the year. Uh, it, I think it was probably wintertime or something like that. But I, I see these two eyes just staring at me and they weren't like, um, like your eyes and my eyes. Um, and I don't have, a, for me, I don't have a great vision as to what, exactly the color was I, it was either red or orange or a mix between the two um 
but I look at this thing and it freaks me out. And the, and when I say they weren't like ours, I mean they weren't close together like ours, like a human, like somebody had weird contacts in and just looking at us. Uh, they were further apart. It, it was like it was if you were going to draw a head around those eyes, it was going to be a very big head. Hmm. And um, I freaked out. I hid my my face in, in my arm on the on top of the washer. And he's like, and the guy's like, what, what? I'm like, ah, ah. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell him. I was like, dude, there were freaking two eyes staring at me, man. And uh, it, it, he he was just like, really? And he's looking out the window. And he's looking at stuff. And he's just like, are you okay? And he's just like patting me on the back. He's like, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be okay, bro. And so uh, I, I actually went out sleeping on his floor in his room that night because I just didn't want to go back into my room alone while my roommate was already asleep. And um, it, it freaked me out. And then that kind of spanned uh, a little bit of time where I had uh, experiences with uh, some paranormal stuff in my dorm. I think the, the craziest thing that happened was um, I'm laying in my bed and I got that feeling again. It was like I, it was almost like I knew something was going to happen. And uh, I'm laying in my bed and my bed's against the wall. And at the foot of my bed is the only window that's in my bedroom and mm -hmm. the window went from the floor that's to the, the worst freaking place for a, a window to be <laughs> i know oh i my know gosh and so it the, the window goes from floor to ceiling and uh i'm laying in bed at night dark room and we had a parking lot outside the window with the street light so the street light would you know kind of glow through the window my roommate's sleeping and um i had this feeling i'm like i'm not alone i'm not alone and uh I just, I look at the bottom of my bed and like, I'm just like looking at my feet kind of thing. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm just looking. And all of a sudden it was like somebody like, I, that I couldn't see, but it looked like somebody grabbed one of the strings on the blinds that went from the floor to ceiling and just like pinched one of the blinds and just pulled it out from the window. And it went out probably like this far and mm -hmm. then it just slapped against the window. And I, I just pulled my covers up. I think like, I know I didn't run out of the room. But it scared the heck out of me, and that prompted me to go to a professor and talk to him about some stuff because, you know, I went to a Christian college, and so I was like, well, maybe there's some kind of spiritual warfare going on here. I don't know. I, I didn't look into the paranormal like I do now. Um, I don't think everything's demons, uh, mm -hmm. this person now, but back then I probably did. And uh, I went to him, and I don't know what caused me to go to him specifically. There's tons of professors, and he wasn't even my professor at the time. Um, I never had a class of his, but I, I made an appointment to sit down with him and we, we talked and I told him what was going on. And, uh, before he kind of shared anything like advice with me or anything like that, he spent time telling me his experiences and how, hmm. uh, anything from like miraculous things, like, like when he was a kid, he, he, they had family of friends over and he's in the kitchen. He's standing on a chair to reach up into like a drawer or something like that to uh, grab like cookie out of the cookie jar or something like that. And he winds up, it wouldn't be the drawer, it was like the drawer of the uh, whatever, but he winds up falling and breaks his arm in half. Like it literally was like inverted. And uh, he's, and he said that his parents are like, we got to go to hospital, we got to go to hospital. And the person that was there is like, let's, let's just pray for, the, for him first. And so they prayed for him and like his hand, his arm like literally grew back the right way right there, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but then he also like shared experiences of um, he was laying in bed with his wife and he heard footsteps come into the bedroom. She's sleeping. He sees nothing, but he hears these footsteps and they walk up along the bed next to his wife. And then walk down around the bed to him 
And then all of a sudden he feels like these two giant hands just pushed down on his chest and like pushing the air out of him. And he said he felt like he was going to die. And uh, after a while it, it, it subsided. Uh, but um, and then he also shared an experience where he was dealing with a, a Ouija board and uh, I guess somebody that he knew was was playing with a Ouija board and they were getting deep into it, I guess. And they had they were being tormented and like to the point where like knives were coming underneath the door kind of thing when they when they were in, in the room or something like that. Mm. It, uh, me thinking about it, I'm like, well, what? Just stop playing with the freaking Ouija board. If that's happening, you know, it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> just stop. You know, it's like yeah, you know, how stop. hard is it to not play with a Ouija board? <laughs> yeah, it's just like. <laughs> It's like somebody who keeps hitting themselves in the head. It's like, would you just stop? Like, like, mm -hmm. what? This isn't hard. But anyways, uh, so he goes over to the house. Um, he schedules a time to go to the house when uh, I guess I don't know if they were doing it at that time or what. But he goes into this room where all this stuff was happening, and uh, he said that a, um, a a demonic entity appeared right before him, and uh, he spoke with it, and it, it and it told him initially. It said, "I will," I or either I will or I can kill you. And uh, I think it said, I can kill you. And uh, he's like, you can kill my body, but my spirit belongs to the Lord. And uh, I think it left after that. It's been such a long time that I heard that story. But anyways, circle back around. I I didn't expect one of the professors at the school to ever like have those kind of experiences and relate them to me. And it made me feel more comfortable. And uh, he kind of was a go-to guy for me to, you know, talk to about this stuff early on. And and I think now that I'm talking about it, because I haven't told, I don't know if I've ever told these stories on my show. Um, I, it sounds like you got a little bit more than, you know, you're not a completely yeah. uninitiated person. Not, yeah, know? I guess not, it's just not, it's not like happening in my, like, it's, like I talk to people, it's like, this is all the time, you know? Mm. And I'm just like, nah, not for me. It's just not. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to dig it up. Yeah, I guess so. I, and the, the story I share with you with the looking, seeing the eyes out the window and stuff, that's a story that I always forget about. It's so weird. Like people will say to me, tell me your craziest paranormal story. And I just, I can never, it never comes to this, never the first thing that comes to my mind. And uh, this earlier this week, I was driving around and it just like hit me because uh, for, to this day, I, it's not that it's severe, but for the longest time when the sun went down, blinds on windows had to be down i am not like i i, I did mm. not look out a window that had the blinds up when it was dark out and uh it, like it, it scared me that bad like in my house my parents house um her house whatever like i couldn't do it and uh over time that's gotten less but i just like a few months ago it kind of hit me as like it still affects me because um, I had these really big windows down in my family room. Uh, it's like not really big windows, but it's like normal size windows with three next to each other, making one big window. And, uh, I have three sets of blinds and my wife puts them up during the day and then she takes the kid to bed and I close up and I put the blinds down at night. And every time I do that, um, it's like, I can't do it fast enough. And it's like one of those things where I actually forget why I get so scared of windows. And I'm not like that scared anymore, but it's still mm -hmm. like, things where it's just creepy for me to just do left a little mark on you a little bit yeah and, and and it's i don't understand i just don't understand why i don't know if i like my mind tries blocking it out but i'll go a long period of time that forgetting that that even happened to me and it wasn't like i was a kid i was like 18 19 years old and i, I will go a long time forgetting about that where i'm like doing shows like this and they'll be like tell me your most paranormal experience and i, I don't even think about that hmm. uh and it's just like, 
it, and every once in a while it just pops in my head and now tonight when i go downstairs to close everything up <laughs> I'm oh, sorry my bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so welcome to my life yeah dang let me see here the dot uh unexplainable who else we got here a couple people have popped in Kara Ogburn. Hello there, my friends. We are just about to start wrapping up the live show tonight. Uh, had some really interesting discussions. Uh, disregard that whole Area 51 thing. Uh, if anybody's listening who has the power to mess with me in any way, uh, talking about the government, uh, you know, don't worry about all that. Uh, I've got a lot of explaining to do to you guys. I've been very uh, distant, and uh, I'm sorry for that. I, I feel like I owe you guys a little bit more interaction recently. I, you, I know you guys are very forgiving and kind, but um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more, and I'm going to be doing that pretty soon, so don't don't worry too much. We've been hanging out with my friend, Tony, of the confessionals podcast tony real quick let's talk about any you know the next the stuff that you got coming down the pipeline and uh i know you got the website that just that just opened up it looks good i'm on it a little bit <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool the uh somebody's asking when is my podcast going to air i've got like just like tony uh said i should i've got like 10 episodes right now pretty much ready to go but I've been having trouble finding time to create more so I can get a big backlog and stuff like that. So I'm still, I was going to release it the beginning of July, but it's probably going to be at least August that I, that I start doing that. And, uh, that's, that's a subject I'm going to have to talk about in more depth on another night, but let's talk about your stuff real quick. Tony. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what was the question? <laughs> what do you got what do you got going on i know this you know oh. you, you you're you got you got your uh memberships and stuff like that extra shows and all this different stuff it's yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of stuff going down with on your end man yeah i'm doing a lot man and i just came up with a new idea for a whole new uh show not an episode but an actual podcast show uh that when i get the extra time which right now i don't have any i'm gonna start pursuing which is uh pretty much taking my format and uh, talking to ex-cons and uh, having them come on and, and share, you know, what had they land in, in prison, what did they experience in prison, you know, what's their life like now outside of prison, um, you know, just getting a story, hopefully a, a reform story, you know, like I'm not looking to, you know, talk to guys who just go right back into the life, but um, guys who actually mm -hmm. reform their life and. Uh, you know, things like that. I, I think those guys are fascinating. I enjoy talking to them. Uh, I've always, <laughs> it's going to sound bad, but I always enjoy talking to uh, people like that um, just because it's inspirational for me. My grandfather mm -hmm. used to go to prisons for over 30 years every Tuesday night and did Bible studies with, you know, prisoners and stuff like that. So, like, it's just been something that I've always enjoyed um, doing. I've done it myself uh, when I was younger. But, um, anyways, uh, what I'm doing right now is uh, my show, The Confessionals Podcast. Um, we do have a YouTube channel, but uh, we don't really upload the shows a whole lot to it. Uh, that's changing soon. I might, I might be trying to do that. It's just you know a lot of work, you know, uploading audio and stuff like that to uh, to um, video format to put on yeah, YouTube. It's kind stuff. of a waste, a, waste, <laughs> a lot of wasted space. 
yeah, it, it takes a lot of space. But um, yeah, on our website, theconfessionalspodcast.com is really where the hub is, where you can get all things confessionals, the confessionals. Um, and we just launched memberships this past Sunday on the website where members will get uh, an extra show every Thursday. I put out a public show every Tuesday and uh, members will get an extra show on Thursdays and they get access to forums, chat rooms, instant messenger, private messenger. Um, they get to listen to uh, a backlog of some some live <clears throat> some live shows I was able to do uh, with my Patreon stuff back in the day. I wasn't able to salvage all the audio from the old stuff, but um, and uh, we'll be doing live a live show once a month, once every other month with a live call in number uh, for people to call oh, in. Yeah, they, they'll be able to ask me questions, the guest questions, and the live shows are going to be um, paranormal, cryptid-related, um, time travel, uh, anything really. I mean, maybe we won't even do anything crazy off the wall. Maybe it's just going to be coming on and be like, uh, let's talk about life, guys. And, uh, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what, you know, the membership's all about and stuff, just interaction with the people who really, you know, love the show and, and support it. Um, and they get extra content, at least one extra episode a week. And sometimes I'll probably put out more. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of work, man. You know how it is, uh, putting out content and everything. It's, it's very, mm. it's very time consuming, but, um, you know, it's fun at the same time. And I enjoy talking to people. Uh, that's one of the things for me growing up, uh, I was pretty much trained to be a talker. I, I didn't watch TV as a kid growing up. I would come home from school. We'd sit at the table eat dinner and talk until it was time for bed. And that's what we did. Mm. Same, same people every day having different conversations. So I learned how to, I learned how to talk a lot, you know, um, uh, you were pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, a good, that's a good skill to have. I mean, a, a lot of people can't carry a conversation, you know, because they're, nowadays. they need a distraction, you know, with it after a couple of seconds of talking, they, they have to, they got to switch their attention to something else, you know, maybe yeah. something with a screen or something that with buttons that beeps or something, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we can teach the next generation to, uh, be more like that. You know? Yeah. I think the next generation, every generation has their, their own challenges. Uh, right. and technology is presenting a very new challenge for the next generation, uh, that we've never experienced throughout all of humanity. And, um, uh, there's no, there's no escaping, uh, technology these days. Uh, it's coming, whether you like it or not to, a, to another level. Like I'm talking about AI, uh, the, the next stages for humanity, um, mm. things like that. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a whole other show right there. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> I think the next generation, they're not going to be able to avoid technology, but their challenge is going to be, can I still uh, be human? Can I still be humanized? Would, am I going to lose my humanity? The I guess that's the, the way I should say it. I think the next generation is going to be faced with the challenge of holding on to and keeping their humanity hmm. technology. Yeah. That sounds like a topic for the, well, you, it's interesting well, real quick, the show that you're brewing up with talking to ex cons and stuff like that. It's, yeah. that is, that is a really fascinating idea because I mean, there's so much that I could imagine them having to say, especially those who have intentionally reformed themselves. Like, for example, in my in my line of work with some, which some of my uh, dreamers are somewhat 
vaguely familiar with, I came across a guy and um, t after talking to him for a minute, I found out that he was literally like a few days before just released from like a 21 year, tw no, 27 year sentence that it was messed up because I, I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but he was literally standing next to someone who did something wrong, drug related. And he ended up in jail with that person yeah. for 27 years. And he was like, he, the guy, he was like 16 at the time and 27 years. That was more than the amount of time he'd been alive before that by far. Jeez. So this, the, you know, it was 27 plus 16. He's, he's in his forties now and he looked weathered. He looked old and, but he was, he had this smile on his face though. And he was so happy to just be out and be free finally. And he was going in, he was coming in, um, to just, I, I guess, hand in the last bit of paperwork to his parole officer or something like that. And he was so elated and he was, and you know, he looking at me, it was like he was, he looked at me doing what I was doing, you know, in my profession. And he was like proud of me somehow. Like he was like, Hey, you look like one of the good, good guys. I'm glad, I'm glad to see you here. I'm glad to see you working. And you know, it, it just had this, I just had this feeling that he's been so mistreated and taken advantage of and abused over all these years. So much time was stolen from him, but he still was able to look at someone like me and give, show me some kind of appreciation. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's, it probably sounds weird because to people who don't know what I do for a living, cause I don't, I can't really talk about it overtly, but you know, the, the fact that some people can go through so much and go, go through so much of, of, of that be imprisoned for almost twice your lifetime that you were out of prison and still come out with a smile on your face and looking forward to the future. It's, it's impressive to me to, to no end. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's definitely a, a, an interesting group of people. I mean, cause I could tell the guy he was, he had, he was like, Hey, obviously the days of me mixing with, with anybody that's going to get me in trouble, that's long gone. You know, he was, he was turning over a completely new leaf. But I mean, he even it, it was taken from him to, to to the begin with. It was not even really didn't seem to be his fault of what had happened. And back then, you know, in the the eighties or whatever, you know, probably late eighties, early nineties, if a, you know a a kid like him, where he's from, gets in trouble in it for any reason, nobody's going to bat an eye if you say, "Yeah, hey, kid, you're you're you got thirty years." You're 15 years old. You're getting 30 years. Nobody bats an eye at that back in the day. You know, nobody even noticed. And now he's out. And yeah, that's, I'm on a tangent. I'm just talk, going on and on. But that, that guy really left an impression on me. You know, it, it's, people's life stories have impactful things in it. And I don't care who you are. Uh, everybody has a unique life story. And when you 
uh, share, have the opportunity to listen to somebody's life story, uh, there's inspiration in a lot of people's lives. And uh, hearing hearing that, I mean, there's a, what you just said is just a fraction of this guy's story, and I'm already inspired by it. You know, the fact that he didn't lose hope in humanity uh, when, you know, all he has known his entire life essentially is being in a cage uh, mm-hmm. is remarkable to me. I, um, I was down, you know, in town here, and I was getting gas, and I went inside to get coffee or something like that. And there was a guy outside, and he's, you know, walking up to people aggressively asking for money. And uh, I, I, I had to pass him, and he comes over to me, and he's like, hey, man, you got some money and stuff? And gets like, he's aggressive. And I'm like, no, I don't have any cash on me. And I didn't. And so I went inside, got my coffee, and I came back out, and he's still asking people around stuff. I walked to my truck, and I, I'm looking at him like, you know, let me go talk to this guy and see what's up. And so I went over to him. I said, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, man, I'm starving. And I'm like, well, you know. You're scaring people out here. That's why you're not getting any money, man. Like the way you're at people and stuff, you're scaring them. They don't know what to expect. You're a big dude. Like I'm six feet tall, and he was probably like six five, and he's a big guy. And he, mm-hmm. he he had you know you know the I always call it get out of jail muscles. Like you can almost like you can tell a guy's been in prison because of the mm-hmm. way he's built. And yeah, I'm like, you got dude, nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, and I said, dude, you're scaring people, man. Like that's why nobody's giving you money. And uh, I, I said, you're hungry. Let's go. I'll get you some food. And then we went inside. We got him a sandwich and stuff. And we, we go out, you know, out in the parking lot again. I stand there and I'll start talking with him. And I said, so, you know, dude, what, what's up, man? Like, wh- why are you asking for people, people for money and stuff? I mean, are you, are you homeless? What? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty much homeless. He's like, he, every once in a while he finds somewhere to crash, but he doesn't have anywhere to go. Uh, he can't get a job. And he's like, why can't, why can't you get a job? And he's like, I just got out of jail. And I was like, what'd you go to jail for? And he's like, I killed my friend. And I was like, all right, you know? And so, like, I started talking to him about, like, you know, what the next step is here in life, you know? And I didn't have a great solution for him because he's fighting an uphill battle. I mean, mm-hmm. he, the, from what I gathered from him, uh, he didn't feel like he was given um, any preparation when he was locked up for a future outside of jail. And so, you know, he's now recently released from jail, no family. They, I don't think they wanted to talk to him. And uh, he was just kind of left to fend for himself. And, you know, I told him, I said, dude, like your situation right now, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. And if you're not smart about it, you could wind up being back in jail again because you don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a fact of the matter. And so, uh, you know, I spent some time talking with him and stuff, but, you know, it's like, he he had a lot of humanity in him he was human you know mm-hmm. and and when you get to when you spend some time talking to people and you get to know them a little bit complete strangers you find out that not everybody is as bad as it, as you want or people would want you to think they are you know like he was stupid he did what he did a long time ago and uh you know he paid his price and he got out mm-hmm. and now he's facing an uphill battle because can't get a job. He doesn't have a home. Does he can't even put down an address of where he lives, you know, on an application. Yeah. And I felt for him, you know, and I, I did the best I could to try to encourage him, but there's, you know, I'm limited to what I could, you know, share with him, but yeah, man, life's interesting. And, uh, I think that, you know, doing a podcast like that would be fun, uh, to talk with people and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah, things got, it got really real in here, guys. So yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so hey. Get on it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we'll talk for a couple more minutes um, after this, but 
my friends. Thank you all for hanging out tonight, uh, everybody who's around. Code word. Let's see, we, we need a code word. Um, let's see, is that thing behind you, is that like a clown or something, like a baby clown? No, it's a, it's an or artistic, it? it's an artistic, uh, portrayal of a white Bigfoot. Okay. It looks like a baby clown from here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it's because it's, it's, you know, it's all blurry in the background and everything. So, um, let's say, let's say, uh, baby clown is the code word. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. You see, I'm going to wait for him to put his headphones back on. You see what I mean, though, right? I mean, yeah, doesn't I it kind of look like a little baby clown? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is terrifying. It's it's actually less terrifying when you brought it up. It's more terrifying when it looks like a baby clown far away. I'll tell you what, my, my one-and-a-half-year-old, whenever he comes in here, uh, a couple of things he does is he sees my logo on the computer, and he's like, Dad, 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 and he mm. points at and he slams his finger in my chest and then he walks over to the wall and he starts pointing at all the Bigfoot and he's like, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. But he doesn't say mm. it like that, but he, he's trying to say Bigfoot and it's just funny. Mm. Oh my gosh. All right. So we'll, we'll do, we'll do uh, Bigfoot for the code words in, in honor, in honor of one of the staples of the confessionals podcast uh, mythology, the mythos surrounding that, that show. We will, uh, we'll do Bigfoot. So if you're listening at this point in the show, or you make it all the way to the end, Bigfoot, write that into your comment, work it in, be clever about it. And, uh, we will be able to know who's really listening. All right, my friends, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for your comments, your interaction, your, the love support as always. And, uh, we're going to sign off. Don't go anywhere though, Tony. Yeah. You want to say good night. Thanks everybody for listening and hanging out with us. Um, you know, like, like I said, you can check out my show and if you like it, shoot me an email and let me know that you, uh, enjoy the show and you were sent by Mr. X dreams. All right. You all have a good night. As always, I'm Mr. X and may your nights be full of dreams. Hello again, my dreamers, Mr. X dreams here. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said before, make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. Don't forget, if you can, please leave a five-star rating and review. It'd be very much appreciated, and it certainly helps out. If you feel I deserve it, that is. Also, if you have a scary story of your own to share, reach out to me at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdr. E-A-M-S-5-4 at gmail.com. You might even hear it on a future episode of the show. Once again, thanks for listening, my friend. I hope you're well. Enjoy your day, night, weekend, or whatever's coming next. I wish you the best in all your endeavors. Until next time, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams. <laughs>